Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for joining us live. It is Tuesday night, July 6th, right here. My name is Sean Phillips. I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Mr. Andy Van Bever and Travis Kirkendall. We are the Voice of Reason podcast right here in the lovely year of 2021. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Episode 20, by the way, I might add. Two zero. We made it to twenty, and we haven't been canceled. That is surprising. Man, one day at a time. One day at a time. Yeah, you know. So it's crazy. Was, uh, 20, I feel like we literally just started this podcast, and it think feels like it sometimes doesn't. It? Yeah, and we're doing one a week, so that's twenty weeks. Like that's that's wild. We're getting close to the half year we mark. Canceled. Oh. We we missed a week too. So that's God. That's so crazy. Did we miss a week? We missed one week. I'm pretty sure. Mm, okay well maybe i don't know <laughs> it's all blurred i am in the new studio it does i'm in the new studio now see so i have the you know you, i i i actually have my mic mounted to the wall i have my light mounted to the wall i have sean's mom never mind um but, oh what uh, no no julie are you listening to this <laughs> murray, <laughs> probably not big murray dad Look out. Big Murdoch. Murdoch. Hey, you, guys, you guys have your nice setups tonight. I'm rocking the headphones again. So. Well, you know. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we, yeah, but we, we, I, we had, uh, yesterday wouldn't have been a good day for our podcast. We had to put a dog down yesterday, and so that was not uh, a good thing. And so, but, uh, yeah. well, it's just the stress of the move. We found out that the dog was, diabetic and had blood sugar levels of over 400 which is you know oh, wow. so yeah she wasn't she was she's 14 years old though so yeah yeah well your dog unfortunately fit into the category of a lot of 10 year olds in the nation right now with how it's been post uh yeah covid season but thankfully we don't have to put those children down uh yeah not yet anyway <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, so aside from that, um, did the how did the how did the move go? Everything smooth oh, yeah. transition. Yeah. I big yeah. sh- big okay. shout out to uh, the Clopton Lady Hawks basketball team showed up at my house at ten o'clock that Thursday last Thursday morning. I had a 20, nice. 22 foot trailer loaded, a twenty two foot tall. Uh, about, I think it was eight foot wide and, and, uh, nine foot tall. I had it filled front to back and the girls had the whole trailer unloaded in under an hour. So I was, I was, it went quite well. And, uh, again, shout out. Thank you to those guys for all that they did and everything. So I was very, very pleased with the help with that. But, uh, we, uh, we're, we're down, we're, I think we're down to about, uh, 25% of boxes left. I've still got to do a lot of, uh, home improvement stuff, but, uh, other than that, we're, we're pretty good. Cool. That's, That's I like to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, it's, it's good. It's good. I went down and got my Missouri driver's license today and the stuff I have to go through to get my plates my license plates even you know is ridiculous but illinois wants to hold on to everything they possibly can so yeah travis was there uh, 
Was there anything special that you wanted to announce? Yes, that happened yes, that, Travis. That got, why don't, got, why at least got posted on Facebook this yes, week? Yes, Travis, tell us. Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, I am married. Uh, and I've been married for over two years now. Um, the only person that knew was my dad. Douchebag alert. Douchebag alert. The rest of my family. Yeah, 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 right. And, and then uh, we came out finally told everybody about it. Uh, well, that's yeah. a different kind of coming out, I guess you could say. Yeah, we. Yeah, I did my own version of coming out, I guess. <laughs> right. Hey, coming out of somewhere—that's that's all that matters. No, it, it was funny because there was there was some speculation that it that it had happened. You kind of gave yourself away uh, the last time I had seen you. Um, at the wrestling show, you had your ring on, and we were just oh, like, yeah, I wasn't hiding it. I wasn't hiding yeah, it. I was wondering yeah. if someone was going to ask. Yeah, no, that was the first time we had noticed. I was just like, because it was brought to my attention. I was like, I don't know how we went this Maybe. Time. I don't know how we went 20 episodes, and I haven't noticed a ring. Well, Normally, it's I Keister. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. I just probably wasn't. I don't know. That's weird. But yeah. Well, Two years, two years late. Congratulations. Congratulations, uh, buddy. For, for you guys. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, yeah, that's really, really saying. exciting. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So are you guys going to uh, plan a, a reception or anything like that or a ceremony? Yeah, in the I, was future? Just, I was just talking to Andy about it. <clears throat> Me and her have been, we're kind of, hopefully next year is kind of what we want to do. We want to nice. take a trip to go. Uh, we talked about Hawaii. We've talked about uh, Santorini. Um, somewhere in go, I guess, technically it's renewing our vows now. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. yeah, we'd like to get away and, you know, have a a private kind of close thing. Sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be, that'd be really yeah. exciting. Sean, how about yeah, you? Yeah, we don't want to do the whole big, the big thing. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend, Sean? Oh, good. Good. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was just telling you guys, I got to do uh, my first on-screen film acting uh, this weekend um, for a small local, uh, uh, well, regional, I guess. I I did have a bit of a travel, but um, it was just like a uh, fan film production, but it was was a lot of cool. Met a lot of really cool people, Um, did some good networking, and I cannot wait to share with you guys um, some behind the scenes stuff as, as it comes out and the actual film itself. Um, I, it's real. it was a lot of fun. It's a, a really good script. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be super enjoyable. Um, I got a whole bunch of other stuff lined up, lots of wrestling events uh, coming up this month. So uh, busy, busy July before um, I settle into vacation uh, first week of August, so we're we're chugging along. It's been good. By the way, Ryan Robbins has just chimed in. He says, "Well, congrats! You officially hate all of your friends." I'm assuming that's aimed at Travis. More than likely, yeah. <laughs> it don't take it personal. My fam, most of my family didn't know for a long time. So I'm sure he was. Yeah. I'm sure he was wanting a corn dog buffet or something. So Ooh, that's what he's hoping it. for. That is exactly what he's hoping for. He's like, I just wanted the dogs at the reception. That's all that matters. Bev, Bev get down here. <laughs> oh, get out of here, Bev. Get out That's of funny. Here, Bev. Hey, man's, man's got to eat. <laughs> that to me was still one of the funniest comments. We can't say that on here, but that was Sean 
by far one of the funniest comedy routines that you ever in your stand up routine. I I was I was literally crying during that <laughs> during that routine. That was the first one, right? Mm. Second. I both both. That was, that was one of those one. Both, that was I'm trying to remember. That was one of the things that that though those that story i should say in particularly is one that will always do well back home um you know when when doing it so yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's one that always kills back home and eventually once i get back to doing stand-up more frequently and regularly it's one that i'm going to learn how to turn it into a bit to make other people that don't exactly know about that situation laugh um which will be <laughs> it'll be work but we'll make it happen and then robbins came back on here he says totally kidding and he said andy you know i love corn dogs but don't forget the wings okay that's even more disturbing oh god oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh and that's a wrap yep <laughs> right that's the show that's the show that's it uh, good night everybody <laughs> Oh, he did oh, greasy, God. greasy, greasy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we were supposed to have a special guest tonight, um, but uh, unforeseen uh, circumstances happened. Where we, uh, so we're going to actually move that back. And she and I are talking about possibly August because uh, of the passing of a of her. Uh, I guess I can say I'm not going to say who it is, but her her boyfriend's uh, mother had passed away, and so. And so we're 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 looking at August now, and then I was going to get our friend Matt Edelman on, and then he he texted me this yeah, morning. Yeah, what happened? Well, he said he had to. He got called in to do a, a, a he you know hospital uh, chaplaincy, and so he had to go in late today. So. Uh, yep. But uh, we he gotta have him back on. Oh, he wants to come back on, and I need to I need to po- I need to share that to our page. He uh, we we've been getting on to him about his dating or his marriage tips from. Matt. Oh, it's amazing! And I, I, uh, he posted. He finally, he hadn't posted one in a while, and he finally posted one last week. And again, <laughs> uh, he needs to get all these in like a DVD set or just a DVD collection, just a, something, just a clip thing to put together. And I'm just like, it's, it's. I, I told him this morning. I was like, by the way, masterful job with your latest marriage tips. And he was just like, she doesn't know how lucky she is. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, he would say that. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) but uh, no, that's great. I, uh, it's hard to believe that uh, I'm moving into our our topic tonight. I was, uh, so when you guys know the, so I'm uh, guessing the Olympics are starting here within the next two weeks. Am I correct on that? Is that what you guys? It's, it's with, I think it, yeah, let me, let me look to confirm. I don't know the exact day. I know it's coming up, but. I wanted to say it was two. I wanted to say it was two weeks from Sunday, from the fourth. I thought it was going. I thought they said like the eighteenth. I believe Friday, July twenty third. The twenty. Okay, so I was off. Friday. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, there's so many different aspects about these games that are really the fact that we're having these games are is amazing to me in that. With all these new, what we're up to the what they're calling it the Delta variant now, and so mm-hmm. the fourth yeah. the fourth different variant of the co of the COVID <coughs> um, COVID virus and coronavirus whatever, and now we're bringing everybody in the world together into one big mixing pot where we can all stir it up some more and then send all these people back home, and you know. Uh, 
I I I I would just like to see what the the what the protocol is at in Tokyo right now, or what you're having to go through to to get there and get in and mm-hmm. and what their restrictions are going to be. I'm assuming yeah. most of the athletes have been vaccinated, though. Well, and so here's the other thing I was going to ask. But so when I got okay. so when I got my and I don't know where my my car I've got my vaccine card here somewhere, but. It, from what I was told when I was vaccinated back in April, so my, they said that the vaccine is good until what I thought they said was till September. And I, I mean, did you guys get that same kind of understanding when you were vaccinated or did you guys, I mean, how, what's, what's the shelf life or what's the effectiveness of the, of the vaccine? I mean, cause it's like a flu vaccine. I mean, it's good for what they call, you know, every flu season. So, I mean, is there, are we going to have, I've heard go- like four months. I've heard six months. I, I, yeah. I, it's not like a one and done kind of thing. No, I've heard. Yeah. The six months thing is what I've heard. Um, they didn't tell me anything, but I, I did the one and done shot. So maybe it's different. I don't know. Well, I, the Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and I got, I tell you what, I, I made a post and this is kind of going off topic a little bit before I will get back to the Olympics here in a second, but I made a post yesterday. I, I found this, I had found this meme on, uh, it was just a, well, it was actually, it was a political cartoon and it's this children, this child pointing at her, at his mother. And he says, what's that mark on your arm mama? And she said, it's my smallpox vaccine scar. And he's like, and the kid's like, why don't I have one? And she said, because it worked. And so, and then I had one of the, one of the, one of my response was, and this was, this, this killed me. This one person, this is a far right person said, orphans are going to ask why a vaccine killed their parents too, in my opinion. And I was like, and I, and and so I said to him, I said, and I said this guy's name and I said, I said, come on, what's the likelihood of that happening? And he said, he said, I made a statement that is equally as absurd. Comparing the smallpox vaccine and the corona vaccine is irrational. One was studied for years, one was not. The only accurate comparison of the two would be that both were man-made diseases. And, you know, you know, when you look at, when you look at, one of my friend, other friends said, many vaccines such as flu vaccine, shingles vaccine, tetanus vaccine, diphtheria, whooping cough, and others, would require re-inoculation due to gradual loss of immunity or mutation of the virus. That's how the vast majority of vaccines work. And I, I'm still baffled by the level of ignorance that people are having with the COVID vaccine. I mean, how, how far, how the far right is turning into the biggest, I mean, they were the ones who criticized anti-vaxxers and now they're the ones who are saying, Oh well, you're, you're. This is going to be killing people off. I'm, I'm just that. I'm just befuddled by the ignorance of, that people have towards this, and it's just, it's mind blowing, mind blowing. You know, I think the biggest issue, and I was just having this conversation with a friend of ours, Spencer. Um, you guys know, this has been one of the most politic, politicized. I mean, the vaccine. COVID, it's been so politicized to the point that there's a lot of mistrust and there's a lot of misinformation and motives and it makes it hard. And then you got, I, I think people too have a, they don't like being something pushed on them. 
you know, and this vaccine is just being shoved down people's throats. And I mean, I get it. Like, if you don't, I don't think it's something that should be forced at all. Like, and I get that if you're not comfortable getting it, like, that's fine. I think there should be that choice there. Um, and I was, I personally was against it for the longest time. I went ahead and did it. But I, I just think the issue is, is the, the politics. I think that is the biggest issue that we've seen with this. Because I, I guarantee if this wasn't as politicized as it was, and it wasn't the left versus right using COVID as like this, Leverage whatever you, you want to call it. I don't, I think, yeah, I think people, more people would have gotten it. I don't think people would have even like questioned it. Well, I really, I, I don't think it would have been a thing without because of that. Well, I mean, you're seeing this now with a lot of universities are saying before people can come back in the fall. I know a University of Illinois is doing this. I think Mizzou's doing this. They're saying, you know, if you want to come back to campus and you want to take classes on campus, you are going to get a vaccine. Um, you know, and I mean, your your schools. Uh, I know every public school that I know of in the state of Missouri. Uh, it's kindergarten. Was it kindergarten, seventh grade, and freshman year? You have to have all of your shots up to date before they'll let you attend. And yeah. And they'll have shot clinics. If you don't have it, you're going down to the nurse's office or you're going home. And you know, mm, and I mean, this is this is what we have to look at at the new normal. I'm sure the people in Tokyo, when these people are wanting to buy tickets to venues and they're wanting to go to, uh, well, they're wanting to go to uh, to compete, they're going to have to be vaccinated. And I mean, we'll see what the NFL looks like. You know, with the with uh, with the season getting oh, com yeah, coming up upon us. You know, I mean. They were, I, I don't think, but I don't know what, uh, how how much did some of these stadiums get to towards the end of the season? I don't know what Lambeau and I mean, Arrowhead and all those guys had. And Most, I think there's only one stadium right now um, that I'm aware of, but just because I listen to some people that talk about it, there's only one stadium right now that hasn't announced uh, max capacity. For the NFL, like every stadium in the NFL will have max capacity except for Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis so far. It's the really? only stadium that has, hasn't has said anything. Yeah. Um, they, all, all the other stadiums are going to be at max cap. As far as, as, far as my understanding, because there was like a, there was an owner's meeting about it uh, a little bit ago. So, so a little when, while ago. So when we get to. All right, and and Ryan Ryan Robbins just he, again he commented he said six months is what I heard about the about the in the, uh, the Pfizer shot. Yeah. So I mean, so when we get to the six month period and we're the first shots were like given in March, okay, so we're going to be coming up on that that renewal period. In about two months. Yeah. So are we going to see another round of people saying, okay, you need to get the shot again? Or what, I mean, are we going to see, if we start seeing, are we going to start seeing spikes in, you know, COVID numbers again, where we're going to have to get this, you know, I mean, people are going to have to get re-inoculated. This, is this going to become another political tool now? Travis, you got to see it, you're going to see it happen in the midterms next year, and this is going to be another political fight. I mean, what are we going to Oh God, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them to bring restrictions back to Chicago. I'm, I'm, I'm speculating that something's going to happen. Um, 
I want to go back. I think there's another issue too with people with the vaccine. When you have a guy like Fauci, who is still, you know, telling Americans, who's still leading this whole COVID thing, I think there's just so much mistrust. And I mean, I get it. I mean, I get both sides of it, but I, I, there's just so many issues in, in, with this, with everything that happened in 2020 and now. So, you know, I get it. Well, and as you, we move on then into the, so with the Olympics itself, and I guess the big news has been this week, has been about Shaw Carrie Richardson. Uh, she uh, currently is the fastest woman in the world. Uh, she, her 100-meter time, and this uh, from a track coach's perspective, for a woman's time, 10.84 seconds in the 100-meter um, and that is, that is, you know, I mean, uh, what's the name, the guy, uh, from Jamaica, uh, Usain Bolt runs, you know, runs a nine, three. Okay. And so the difference, nine, five, eight, nine, five, eight, nine, five, eight. Thank you. And so for a woman to get a 10.84, okay. So she is banned for the, so, uh, ESPN just released this four hours ago that she is so she has she has got a a four week ban on uh, for use of for use of marijuana now marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug in any way shape or form and the reason why she had smoked marijuana she took she was using i mean as a means for coping she had found out uh what was it a week ago that her biological mother had passed away and by the way, if you guys hadn't heard this, she found out from a reporter who was interviewing her post-race, and that was the first that she had ever heard of it. And, oh, my God. And so, so she, she gets this news. She goes home. She, you know, I mean, for some people, I mean, you know, she's 21 years old. Okay, so she's still a kid. All right. And this is her way of coping. This is her whatever, you know. And so she, I guess she know, she doesn't knowing what the risk is of probably to that she's going to be tested. But she, you know, this is her means of coping. You know, it may not have been the best means of coping, but it was her means of coping. And so she's banned. And she's not on the the woman's 100-meter team, 4 by one I'm sorry, the 4 by one meter relay team was picked as the favorite for gold in tokyo and now they're they're going to go to an alternate uh because carrie richardson is banned from marijuana use and so and then being asked about it joe joe biden was in her of course joe uh, uh, joe she she used marijuana so she's gonna have to play by the rules you know there you go there you go but no that's basically (laughs) that's basically what he said uh when they asked him uh, at a news conference today and he said that you know She's she's going to have to pay the penalty. So, you know, no help from Joe on that. Um, but many people are com- are surprised me. You well, you know, in, in some of the stuff that I was I was reading on this, uh, she uh, see she says uh, Richardson blamed the positive test on her use of marijuana as a way to cope with their unexpected death of her biological mo- mother while she was in Oregon for the Olympic trials. Uh, she was raised by her grandmother. Learn, yeah, it says she learned about the death from a reporter during an interview and called it triggering and definitely nerve shocking. Well, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. 
and it was actually it was a you know what what so what do you what do you make of this though i mean if i know these people are supposed to be an example and everything but i mean there's there's got to be a point where the where the ioc has to have a little bit of compassion and say okay we understand what's going on you know i i, I don't know Sean, you're the you're the you're the marijuana you're the marijuana aficionado. So I mean, what are, what's your thoughts on that? Well, go ahead. Right. Sean. Well, I mean, you guys know my take on marijuana. Um, the fact that it's not federally legal, I think, is a slap in the face to every last single American that walks the face of the planet Earth. Um, as far as like from an athletic standpoint, yes, you're correct. Marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. If anything, when it comes to performance, it is a performance uh, disenhancement. Like it, it, it's it slows you down. It slows the mind. Uh, now there's the argument that like you know CBD and stuff like that, like components that are in marijuana are there's health benefits to it's those, um, but completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The issue lies in, look, if I could smoke weed every day, I would. I really would. Um, I would use it to help me go to sleep at night. Literally, I know tons of people who don't abuse it during the day. Um, I wouldn't. I don't feel the need because like, it's the same with alcohol. I don't need to drink every day. I don't like to. Um, mm -hmm. But if I could take a hit before I go to bed to help me relax and fall asleep, yeah, I absolutely would. Um, can I? No. My job, drug tests. My job, drug tests very frequently. And uh, for me, um, my career, my, my job, the thing that I have to do right now is for me more important than my ability to smoke marijuana <sighs> or, or weed or cannabis, whatever you want to say, just because marijuana is technically like a made up word. Um, you have to know when you are at that level, you have to know what the do's and the don'ts are when it comes to using drugs, recreational or performance enhancing. The other big thing about this, this was not like this happened six months ago. And I understand that the timing of everything, but you have got to know, when you are at the pinnacle of athletics in the world, less than a month out, about a month out from the biggest moment of your life, you what did you think was going to happen? Look at look at like MMA fighters, like like for for the UFC with their deal with USADA. Right before fight week, like those those thirty days, like that those weeks and that month and weeks leading up, they are tested constantly. Now for the UFC specifically, they're not tested for THC; they don't care, but they're tested constantly. The weed is, believe it or not, and this is a big thing that a lot of people don't understand that are really really going to bat for this woman. Weed is not looked at in other nations like it is in the United States. In the United States, we're kind of 50-50 on should it be legal, should it not be legal. 
there's a big chunk of the world that does not think it should be legal. A rather large chunk, like larger than a lot of people might think. Yes. Um, That is why THC is outlawed by the World Olympic Committee. Okay. This is not like it is just the United States that's cracking down on this. Um, She has a ban from the U.S. doping organization who adheres to the Olympic Committee. It is not just down. It, my understanding and from what I have seen is it's not just the U.S. that makes this decision. This is the Olympic Committee, which right, people right, forget. It right. does not just it's not just made up of Americans. Um, you have to know you have to know when you're this close, this close that you're going to be tested. You have to know that I know that I'm going to be tested randomly all the time for my military job so to think that you're a world-class athlete the fastest runner in the world all i don't think you're not going to be tested by the olympic committee 30 days out from competition well i mean do so i i agree i agree with you to that to a point i i don't know i i you know when course when my mom passed i mean i've never done drugs i've never drank before but i mean when my mother when my mother passed away that was probably the the lowest point in my life and you know just to i could i mean i to say i know where she's where she's where she's at but i mean i I agree with you in the point though sean that's like you got you have to use a little bit of common sense and i don't know there is and again this is this this is this younger generation saying okay i'm uh, screw what everybody else thinks i'm going to do my thing and i don't think she realizes though too that you know maybe this opportunity may not come back around again for her i mean what she she's going to be 25 by the time she can compete again yeah and i mean by that time you know there's there's only there's only very few people in that michael phelps in in that realm of athleticism in the world you know the usain bolts you don't you don't see those kind of guys with that kind of lasting power i don't even know if michael phelps is going to be in this olympics or not but i mean still, no he, he retired after the, the last one. okay so i mean no, i don't i don't i don't you don't see people who uh who who you know you know caitlin jenner who used to be bruce jenner you know when he, I mean, that that guy was a machine. You know, he he was 1972, 1976, and 1980. You know, and he, an American hero. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it was it was unheard of to be a competitor across two different decades in three different Olympics and be yeah. an actual competitor like that. You know, I yeah. and. Carrie Richardson. I mean, I watched her hundred. I watched that race. I watched her. I Insane. Mean, it was. I watched her. And I mean, people thought, okay, she's gonna have. I just how she walked. I mean, literally, separated herself from the rest of the field. You just do not see that kind of thing. Now, look like the second coming of Bolt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And do you think though that people? Is it is it the new thing though? Just to just to cast to cast all cares to the wind when it comes to okay. I don't. Is it a lack of is it a lack of focus or is it a, is it 
I'm entitled to mourn in my own personal way, screw what anybody else thinks, or, I mean, what is this? I mean, is it just a lack of focus, you think, or what do you, how would you, what would you attribute that to? Look, I, I can't speak on the effects of losing her mother and, and, and what went through, what she was going through. I know individuals that didn't really have a relationship with their biological mother. And even when their biological mother passed, it took a huge toll on them. Mm-hmm. This is, it, it, it's so tough. Cause I would never, uh, anyone, my, my set, my, my, my take on it is look, if there is something that you necessarily need to do to cope with your mental health that you need to do to cope. And if that is where you are in life, then, then do it. Then, then cope. Your mental health should be the most important thing. You should put that forward. The, the, the issue is you have got to understand that there will always be consequences to matter to any action that you take. And unfortunately, this is one of those things where it was like the absolute worst possible timing ever. But I've, I've seen a lot of things that have just said like, Oh, you know, if, if she did not know that, um, marijuana was on the list of banned substances for the Olympics, then the team around her failed her. Um, yes. the, the fact that she, again, I, I don't, I would, I don't like putting blame on people, but not knowing yourself, not educating yourself to like, Hey, this is legal in the state that I'm smoking, but I'm 30 days out from the Olympics. Can I partake in this or will I be in trouble if I get caught? You have to know that there are going to be those kinds of consequences. And the thing is like the big thing that a lot, like so many folks are acting like this is just all America out to get her. Like this is the rules of the world organization. The Olympic committee is made up from every nation that competes in the Olympics. It is not just America's decision. Um, the U.S. Doping Agency follows the rules given to them by the U- by the World Olympic Organization. So, um, and in a little bit, because I want to get Travis' two cents on this, because I know he's when it comes to track and field, there's there's none greater that that loves the sport. Um, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about how people are trying to compare this to the Michael Phelps situation. Yes, um, we'll, we'll get that's it. We'll, we'll 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 get to that. Travis, Travis, what are your thoughts? Uh, that's kind of where I was gonna go with it, but you know, you you hit the nail on the head. You know, there's every action there is a reaction, there is a consequence to decisions, and I don't I don't know how she couldn't have known that marijuana was gonna be illegal for that organization. I mean, it, she had to have known. Like, there's just no question of that. At the end of the day, what happened to her was terrible, you know, but she chose to do that. She made that choice. She had to have known that it wasn't going to be allowed. It's just, it's not a question. So it's, you know, you feel bad for her because, you know, she is 21. I mean, she was, they, they were probably going to win gold. You're right, Andy. I mean, they were, 
they were set up to be, I mean, she was set up to do really, really good, but you know, you can't just give everybody a pass. I mean, the rules are rules and maybe I'm harsh for saying that, but it, it's the truth. And now going to the Michael Phillips thing, now, there's a lot of people that have been comparing the two, but totally different scenarios. Um, and Sean, you can chime in anytime you want with this, but what, and I've seen this also as I saw something on Facebook where they were trying to make it as a race issue. Uh, like America's just out together and America's racist. I, I, I don't see how that's a logical argument because these are two different scenarios. The Michael Phillips thing, the what my head when Michael Phillips and correct me if I'm wrong anytime here, a picture surfaced of him smoking a bong of a party that was like months ago before the actual Olympics had happened. It was like a, a previous incident that happened months ago months and before the he accident. never tested positive for THC. Right. Like he didn't fail any drug tests. And I don't even know. If, I mean, I know they had to have drug tested. I mean, you know, he didn't fail the test and he definitely had repercussions from it. Like he had what like, he lost sponsorships. He lost he? Like, he had yes. pay, like, Kellogg's. Yep. Kellogg's Kellogg's was his yep. big one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't tell me that he got a little slap on the wrist. Like, he—they he, were pretty harsh on him for what he had. A, he had a three-month, a three-month ban to from uh, yeah, competing. Yeah. yeah, so you're gonna tell me that he got a slap on the wrist? Like, I, I think that we were kind of harsh with him too. And he, he, yeah, you know, he did something he wasn't supposed to be doing, and it went out in public. Um, Do you guys he remember a test prior to? you know, this, but go ahead. Well, the big thing was, is Michael Phelps situation wasn't even like during Olympic time. It was like no. in the midst of like a, like it was not during Olympic, Olympic uh, trials or getting ready for the Olympics, no. any, any shit like that. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember, and I'm sure we could probably pull some up, but like, I remember like the tabloids and the news stations acted like, Michael Phelps had killed a toddler. Like oh, it was, it was, it was all like yes. like all those the magazines. Like they were like they were like Michael Phelps is addicted to drugs. He's he's yeah. doesn't care about swimming anymore. Like it was they they, they tried. Like, yeah, he was a mess. Yeah, it was crazy. They tried going in on this dude for smoking weed, and that's the thing is like um, I saw like a list of a couple things, and he he received like a three month a three month ban um from the national u.s uh swim team but it was an olympic season at the time um as far as i'm tracking uh, made a, but yeah never tested positive for thc it literally just stemmed from the photo lost a multi-million dollar kellogg sponsor as well as a lot of a lot of other different sponsors um yeah. and like it legit Michael Phelps was known as like a pothead for a while after that. And then by the time like the Olympics came around, America didn't care. Um, he was a hero again. Because yes. it was like two years later and the ban had been lifted, never tested positive for any kind of issue. And that was definitely at a time when weed wasn't legal in any states yet. Right. Um, so it was like definitely a, a different time. But um, – Man, there, there was one one other thing I wanted to mention real fast, especially like because I think people kind of seem to forget like how big the Olympics really are, like why they're such a big deal. 
But if you're, let's say you're an athlete from another country and let's say, um, you know, you had a similar situation where you, uh, and I hate comparing, you know, apples to oranges, but you're in a situation where it's close to Olympic time and you, you go through some traumatic experience, but you don't break the rules by smoking marijuana at a, during a time when you're in a testing pool. And then you find out that there's an athlete that did break the rules, but just because due to public outcry, they allow her to compete. Now, is that fair to the all the other athletes in the world who compete feet feet fairly and and at least follow the rules? Because again, I hate the term compete fairly because she really did not do anything wrong. Yeah, no, it's in right. But however, there are certain rules that you are held to. You are held at a higher standard that you need to follow. And so if we, you know, if they were to just say, ah, whatever, it's no big deal. Then it's just like everyone else who could have been smoking weed was like, well, wait a minute. What about this? What about this? What about this? He gets a pass then they have to lift the ban for everybody. Exactly. That's a big thing is you, you let one person have a pass, then you got to have everyone else. And there's, you know, like, I, I hate saying it like this too, but there's a lot of maybe there's an athlete that did not qualify like that alternate or whoever it might be. Let's say they hadn't qualified for the Olympics, but they followed the rules. Like they did everything that they had to, you know, and then now they have an opportunity to showcase their skills. Which, which I believe, which I believe happened. I, I think she straight, she straight up said like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I did this. I, I, but you know, she, it was along the lines of like, whenever it first came out, like, you know, she was coping with the loss of her mother, which she was like, I had just dealt with a really terrible loss and I smoked weed. And, but I, I don't know 
if she had went on to say, you know, that she um, had known that it was illegal, that I that I don't know off the top of my head. Hey, V, I just got a, a message. Um, I'm not sure what's up, but they're saying that they can't hear your audio. They can hear Travis and I, but I, I, I can hear you fine through my headphones. Can you hear me now? It's pretty yeah. loud, but they're saying. Okay, they're. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm having issues with my mic. And so what I, I think what the issue is coming back, what I'm saying is we had a, we had, so we had a guy who was, we had a guy from Clopton, Donovan Dinslow, who was a, you know, he, he's, he's been a national junior college champion. He's been still got, still got nothing. Yeah. And let me, let me pull up uh, Facebook. We'll try to figure it out. Travis, we, um, if you got any thoughts, go on you know, it. Cause yeah, I can, yeah, it's fine, but I'm going to, I'm going to pull up and see if I can hear him. I don't know. It's, it's just really bad. I mean, I, I wanted to watch her race too. I mean, not, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not against her within this. Like, you know, I really wanted to watch her run, but at the same time, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of beating a dead horse here, but you know, it's, it is it's, it is what it is, you know. Um, but you know, it's it sucks too because you got to think. There's the whole in Andy's point of view with it, you know. It's you know it sets a bad example, and in some parts of the world, you know, it, it is viewed as like this bad thing. But we have places here in the states that it is legal and everyone does it and it's seen as like a normal thing so in our society i i guess there's such an outcry because it's more of an accepted thing but you know again sean you brought the point you know this is a, a, the olympics is a world organization and it's not just a u.s organization with u.s point of views and you know we have to under we have to understand that you know the u.s isn't running olympics the United States does not run the Olympics, and the Olympics are in Tokyo, which I don't know if Japan, if weed's even legal in Japan or not, and so maybe they have their own uh, stipulations or whatever with it too. So, 
it just sucks to see it, man. It really does. But you know, I hope uh, I hope this to answer your question about uh, weeds legality in Japan. It is illegal uh, medically and recreationally. Okay, so yeah, you got to think too. You know, Japan's Japan, and then maybe this is going to sound harsh, but I'm coming at the point of view of Japan. Does Japan want to want to have athletes from other countries coming in that take a substance that they deem as illegal and not right? I mean, maybe that looks bad on them. I don't know. I mean, granted, they're representing the United States, so I don't know. It's just a really unfortunate situation. It really is. And I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, to be honest. I mean, we pretty yeah. much. Um, I'm, I should see here in a second if we can hear him. I know it looks like he's getting everything set up. I thought I sounded like I could hear him when listening, so I don't know if it was just that one listener was having uh, some issues. Can you guys hear me all right now? Hold on one moment. Yeah, I can. Well, now I don't think I can hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Oh. There you go. Oh. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm having some this new setup. This is I, the great I, I I can hear you just fine on. This is the uh, I know great. Hey, 20, 20, 20, 20 episodes and and we have these kind of issues still, you know. So so I do have a question for you guys, and I do want to get your insight. And I I I almost didn't want to bring this topic up, but. That's why we're here. So, <laughs> fire away. Let's hear. It. So, I want to get your guys' piece. We have talked a couple times, and we've talked with a couple of different guests about this. And there's, I would love to get people's insight if they are watching on Facebook. I would love to get their insight on this. We've talked about cancel culture a couple times on what people say, how people react, what people do, what happens to people when certain things are said that are posted online. An interesting thing that was brought up about uh, Miss Richardson was, and again, you don't see this trending in the news. You don't see this really trending anywhere. But uh, a little, a while ago, again, some might argue that it is, some might argue that it isn't. I'm not going to repeat the exact stuff just because there's some language that A, I don't want to use on here, but also I just don't want to use in general that uh, Shakari Richardson put some homophobic slurs about uh, the rapper Lil Nas X. Um, I had not heard And this. then kind of went on a, on a couple other different things using some derogatory homophobic slurs um, was included in a, in a string of a, just a, a couple tweets. And I don't know if it was just due to the reaction of like a music video or something, but essentially it was just like, to put it in real lame, it's terms. Cause again, you can look up, you can go find the tweet. You can Google it. It, it exists. Um, essentially like says that she doesn't mess with gay men that like the color pink or men that like pink are gay and used it in like a derogatory way. Mm-hmm. I just thought it interesting that when, we see it all the time. There are individuals that get quote unquote canceled for stuff like this. Um, and it's like the number one thing in the world. Like 
for example, Chris Pratt went to church with his wife and was the number one trending thing in the world for a bit because him going to that church because people said, again, I don't know the truth behind it, but people said that this church donated money to um, uh, basically straight camps. Of, right, right. You the, know, when yeah. they, you know. And people were like, cancel him, get get fire him from Guardians of the Galaxy, do all this. You see that kind of energy there. You, we've seen energy all over the place for when people say one thing or the next. But this has been a pretty hush-hush um, situation. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts, your guys' thoughts on maybe why, or if it should even be an issue, or if like this is in the past, it, it's not a big deal, and what your, what your guys' thoughts are on that. I think that it... We're we're getting to a, a a point now though, where people can't voice an opinion without being offensive. Now, I do not condone homophobic slurs. I don't condone transgender stuff. I don't condone any of that stuff. You know, we've all had our time when we've we've probably said our share of those kind of jokes or those kind of things. But in open circles, if you're a public figure, if you're somebody, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut because, especially if you're somebody who is, who isn't, who who's supposed to be an example. If you're, it, and again, this goes back to heck, one of our first earliest podcasts where we talked about being role models and Charles Barkley saying, "I'm not a role model" and stuff like that. It doesn't matter if you want to be looked at or not. You are now under, you're now under the microscope. You're now under the lens where people are going to look at you and they're going to watch you. You you better keep your nose clean. You better keep, you know, watch what you say. And I mean, when you're under when you're under the microscope like that, people are going to they're going to be they're going to be critical. They're going to be you know. So I don't know. I I think she needs she needs to be careful of what she says. Yeah, I agree. And it it is interesting uh, the fact that this isn't being talked about especially now with issues like this being such a hot topic and if you are somebody that's critical of people like that you typically do get canceled uh very quickly so i'm i'm kind of surprised i didn't i wasn't even aware of this um so i'm surprised that that hasn't even come to light yet but again it's you know we, we already talked the whole cancel culture well, thing and it's, it's interesting too because i mean look at you know I'm not sure if I could even name anyone off the top of my head, but like, look at, look at like companies like Nike, like their, you know, their stances on, on certain things and, you know, them dropping the hammer on uh, Manny Pacquiao lost his Nike sponsorship back in the day, whenever he uh, spoke out about on his opinion about, that's um, right. I remember that. They dropped him as a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Why haven't they dropped her as a sponsor? Well, I was just saying, I somebody had, I think Reed Leak had said earlier that Nike is staying with Richards despite the test and despite everything else. And, I mean, I don't know. Nike, in and of itself to me, Nike is a enigma because who they stand for and who they don't stand for and who they drop and who they don't drop really amazes me. I mean, you know, I... I'm afraid. I'm afraid Nike is afraid that she'll she'll drop the race card or something like that, and 
that'll you know who that's, knows that's what confuses me nike is they tout themselves as like this brand that's against stuff like that but then you have one of your athletes that apparently came out online and said something against it and yet they don't do anything that is i don't know nike is one of those weird it's just a weird conflict of interest that company mm-hmm. has with a lot of issues yeah. and connections and questionable uh questionable decisions um but yeah that's one of it's interesting one other one other issue i do want to bring up that i want to and and there's been and i and i i sent this this meme to you guys earlier today or wasn't really a meme but the whole so the whole thing with carrie richardson being banned for marijuana use and and not for what she's been saying and this has been kind of flying under the radar uh, about this New Zealander athlete. The first transgender to compete in the Olympics is a New Zealand uh, weightlifter by the name of Laurel Hubbard. Uh, Laurel Hubbard is is going to be competing with the women. Um, and IOC's rules for trans trans women... Uh, they have to maintain, and I'm just reading this directly here, maintain a particular level of testosterone for 12 months Mm -hmm. in order to compete as a self-identifying woman. Uh, It completely ignores the, and this is commentary now, it says it completely ignores the physical advantages in speed, height, stamina, and strength and male-born will have. Um, The weightlifting community, it says, argue that the policy does not guarantee fair competition. The determining criteria, a maximum reading of, and again, this is uh, things I don't understand, but it's 10 nanomoles per liter of testosterone is at least five times more than a biological woman. And one of the one of the outspoken critics against this is uh, one of the late weightlifters from Belgium. Her, Her name is Anna Van Bellingham. Uh, she, who's going to be more likely, she's, uh, Belgium's number one person has said that New Zealanders presidents would be like a bad joke for women competitors. She said, I'm very aware that defining a legal frame for transgender participation in sports is very difficult since there's infinite variety of situations and that reaching an entirely satisfactory solution from either side of the debate is probably impossible. However, anyone that has trained in weightlifting at a high level knows this to be true in their bones. This particular situation is unfair to the sport and to the athletes. And life-changing opportunities are missed for some athletes, medals, and Olympic qualifications, and we are powerless. Of course, the debate is taking place in broader context of discrimination against transgender people, and that's why the question is never free of ideology. So, you know... I, I as a I and we we haven't we haven't and I hope that I don't have to deal with this as you know and I and I am actually the assistant track coach for the high school and I hope that we don't have to deal with this. I heard about this in Connecticut, uh, a lawsuit that this young lady had lost. She had lost a a uh, chance at a athletic scholarship to UConn, the UConn track team that was given to a a transgender woman that she had ran against and you know guy ran against a girl and i i don't know what what do you i want to hear what you guys think before i put my 10 cents worth in on this uh john you want to go first or yeah so there's 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 two big things that i when it comes to situations like this that i 
try to take into consideration. I think one of this is a pretty pivotal moment, and re- regardless of what people think, it's pivotal in the fact of I, there will be a big emphasis on where she places in the games. Um, because I, I I don't even know. I mean, naturally she's qualifying for the Olympics, so she's pretty freaking good. Um, but I don't know where she would technically rank amongst uh, other you know women Olympic lifters in the world. Um, like if you take her numbers now or whatever her numbers are and compare them to the numbers of other women across the world. You know, if she goes in and, and nabs gold and, like, dominates and nabs gold, again, I, I don't know where she stacks up. I have no idea what she – you know, this could be a situation where not even on the – you know, close to the totem pole. And then I think there's going to be a lot of people that don't really care. The issue is um, – again, this is all a hypothetical, but if this individual goes out and gets gold, and I hate being the – saying it like this, but who's to say that then there's not going to be other individuals that see this who might not qualify uh, for their sport, uh, their gender necessarily, but sees this, the sponsors, the money that can be made as a gold medalist now um, wouldn't make the transition potentially um, to compete and earn gold at by just reass- by having – um, by reassigning, you know, your, your gender, re-identifying your gender. Do you, um, do you think I, that, I think, uh, so a big issue with that though, is like, I, I think there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, well, everyone's going to do that then. And I really don't think it's as large of a number as some people might yeah, actually yeah. believe. Like it really is not. Um, but again, there's a lot of Olympic events and if it's just, you know, one or two, and then like, again, uh, there, there, there's that big talk in like MMA. Like there have been um, uh, m- uh, men who have transitioned to female and competed in mixed martial arts. And like the first thing, it was like a lot of people are like, "Holy shit, this person's just gonna kill," you know, any woman they step right. in the cage with. And that just right. wasn't the case. Um, I actually have seen a couple videos of you know individuals who have transitioned, and that was like the big thing. And they're like, "Oh, this person's gonna," and they ended up getting their ass whooped. Um, the the other the other thing that I think of that I again it comes down to the world it, again people seem to forget the world's rather large the Olympic Committee that makes these it's green it's good to go these are rather large organ it's a rather it's worldwide okay so just because let's say here in America we think it's okay we have to, let's not forget we're not the only nation that competes in the Olympics. All right. If there's a vote done and everyone says, yeah, man, it's cool, then it's cool. Like you can't argue it. If the rest of the world doesn't care or if the rest of the world is like or the majority rules, go with majority. That's why they have the committee. That's why it's made up. That's why they voted on these things. I'm sure that it I'm sure that it came down to the Olympic Committee had to make a decision on whether or not it was going to be allowed or not. And clearly it's allowed. So regardless about how anyone feels about it at least the committee from all the nations of the world seem to not care as much well one one of ryan robbins asked he said does there need to be a transgender section in the olympics if they're going to allow it 
He said, I believe that they need to have their own section so it doesn't affect men or women's sections. You know, uh, here's, here's, here's my two cents on it. I'm going to go back to a level of fairness, whether or not they, like you said, like you said, Sean, there are going to be those who got their, you know, MMA got their butts beat and got, you know, just got flat out hammered. And yet then I see women who can compete as men, you know, if I said, if I said somebody, you know, back in her prime, when could Ronda Rousey compete against some dudes and be, be something. Yeah. In her prime. You know, who knows? And like you said, I also agree, you know, who, who knows what Laurel Hubbard will do? I mean, Laurel Hubbard may be just a flash in the pan and it, it, it may it may end up being a non-issue. She may just end up sucking just as bad as if in, in, the, in the men's trial, you know. Um, but at the same time, I and I, again, call me bigoted or whatever you want to call me with this. But I do not think it's fair for women who have trained all their life as women in a woman's event for a woman's competition. And now you have to go up against a man. The cards are stacked against you. I mean, I have had, I have seen, you know, I've I've had really fast girls on track teams. I've had really fast guys on track teams. I I just got done with an eighth grade girl who just threw out of her mind. You know, was an unreal thrower, both shot put and discus, and she dismantled just about every guy on our team. She, you know, she practiced with the guys' shots and threw farther than the guys. You know, and she went to girls' events, and she she medaled. This one of the few times I've had in in my track coaching career where I've had a, a girl who has medaled first or second place at every meet in both events that she competed in. You know, so now what happens if she so she comes up against a guy now? And let's say that she competed against a a, a guy who who you know who is identifying as a woman well it's not fair You're, you you can't discriminate against her well for one thing she's throwing she you know in in high school and in junior high i don't know how it is on the collegiate level i'm sure it's the same thing on the collegiate level you throw a lighter shot you throw you know the discus and you throw a lighter discus too so you're you're automatically given an unfair i think it's an unfair advantage you know, and my wife and I were, my wife always asked me then, you know, the nights of our podcast, what are we going to be talking about? And she said, you know, you recognize the opportunity as there are some issues, not opportunity, but the issues that some, there are some people who are transgendered who, you know, in the, you know, when they were little, they had oops moments, you know, those who were hermaphrodites <clears throat> or anything like that. I can understand issues like that, but you know, when you're, you know, in your 20s or in your late teens or whatever, oh, I'm going to transition, you still have the biological makeup of a man or a woman, and you're bringing that with you. I mean, to me, that's, you want to talk about, and again, this may be a shock statement, but you want to talk about performance enhancing, there's performance enhancing, in my opinion, right there. 
Yeah, it's uh, I'll give my two cents on this. It's good that they're regulating the hormones. Um, someone who understands this stuff, hormones play a huge part in strength performance yeah. enhancement. I mean, that's why steroids and pro-hormones are so effective. Mm. So it's good they're controlling that. However, they can control this person's hormones all they want. At the end of the day, they're still structured like in their bones and their hips. They're still structured as a male, um, regardless of what changes they may do. And men are biologically built to carry more weight than a woman. It's just the way we are built. Um, you can change the genitalia, do whatever you want. At the end of the day, like it's just the structure of the bones. It is what it is. Um, so there is that. And I do think that it is a, it, it's, I do think it's unfair. I really do. Yeah, they can control the hormones, but the person's still built in a way that enables them to carry more weight. Now, granted, they could bomb out of this meat and not do well. I mean, weightlifting is a very technical sport. It's not just strength, you know, so, you know, who knows what will happen. I mean, if they if they place top three and get a medal, I think that's undoubtedly a sign that, like, hey, this is, this is a serious problem. Um, well, so that's, you that, that, that. I was going to say, that's going to be the issue. If, if this person medals, you know, that's, yeah. the, you know, uh, another one, uh, Kyle McGuire, one of our friends who is on the over the road trucker, he, he chimes in and says, having their own section wouldn't work either. They would, they want equality in their minds. This wouldn't make them happy either. My opinion, it shouldn't be allowed. I'm sorry, but women shouldn't have to compete with someone who is biologically a man. And but he goes on to say, but what Sean said is said is so true. If they're allowing it, it's obviously it's it's obvious that the majority is okay with it, and there's not much we can say about it. So again, I don't, I, I don't understand how. And this is just maybe my this is not maybe this is my personal bias with this. I don't understand how this is accepted by the World Organization, but yet uh, the runner. Uh, that's not accepted that she smoked weed, but we're they're accepting this. Like I understand, is it is, rules, is it is it apples and oranges or not? I know it's two different topics, but and you know it goes back. I'm I'm biased on this because you know it's just my opinion. It's not, but at the end of the day, I mean, if we're talking performance enhancing, you know, marijuana is not performance enhancing. Now, a male competing in women's competition, I do believe, is a natural performance enhancement, whether you control the hormones or not. They're built different. It's just, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. And apparently, the world has uh, different opinions, and that's the rules. So, what do you do? I can't. I <laughs> just, I, I I mean, again, you, you, you sound, it's like, people are afraid to really voice their opinion on this because they don't want to find, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word homophobic or xenophobic or what the right phobic word I want to use here, but there has to, there has to be a line in the sand drawn somewhere to say, okay, you have your chance to compete as a, man because that's i'm not to sound whatever but the, that's the plumbing that's the stuff you're born with 
you know you can you can cut away you can cut off and you can have be you can be reassigned with different parts but you're still carrying that gene you're still carrying that chromosome you know whatever that xxxy you're still carrying that that thing and that's you can't you can't i mean you as much as people want to change and they, they say well i feel uncomfortable and this is going to be i mean we we obviously need to discuss this at a later time at a at another at another uh podcast but you know i with people who want to do that you know what if you know i i go back to caitlin caitlin jenner bruce jenner growing up was i mean you read his life story he was messed up seven ways a sunday within his family life within and then when his marriage i mean heck he married a kardashian so you know what his marriage life was going to be like and so you know but what he what he has done she now caitlin jenner and i mean he's he's gone all the way i mean he's he's cut he's had his penis cut off and he's you know he's been gen- genetically reassigned it's ma'am yeah, but yeah but he's still he's still he's still bruce jenner at his soul at his core he is still bruce jenner you can cut everything off you want to you can but those and you can get all the hormone therapy and all the hormone injections and all the stuff that you want to have done but at his core he is still bruce jenner he is still he and I mean, you can do whatever you want to. There is no biological way at your core to change who you are. And again, I'll sound bigoted by saying that or whatever, but sci- you know, you want to talk about science, science is science. You cannot change what you've, you know, and, and there's, and again, we can go on, this is going to be a topic for another day, but I mean, there's a little thousand different directions why they say well why do people get genetically reassigned then or to get you know and it's for various reasons but now we're bringing this into the realm of sports competition on a world level on a world stage to where somebody is going to compete against this first ever transgender olympian and it's going to be a big deal you know now i mean if it was a transgender politician or if it was a transgender construction worker or a transgender fill in the blank okay more power to you i mean heck i mean joe biden has one of his one of the people in his cabinet is transgender good deal and you know that doesn't that doesn't hinder anything about that person's ability to advise the president on anything has no it has no bearing on the situation but when it comes into the realm of athletic competition then i think we have to revisit this as to what we're going to allow and i'm sorry for my dog to be barking in the background (laughs) no no it's fine but no i like how you like how you worded that you know it's yeah i mean again yeah i think it'll be it'll be a good topic for another day i mean for me i could again could care less and and i i am a firm believer in you know and and maybe not as vocal as others but i you know i am a firm believer in like if if gender reassignment is what you want um like i have no issue um 
whatsoever with addressing and understanding that if you were born a male, if you transition to a female, then you're a woman. Um, that's, that's my take. It's my two cents of just, um, how you feel, how, how, what your, what your heart and soul tells you it. Cool. Um, what I can say is regardless of whoever it is, there's always going to be an uphill battle. Uh, and the reason is, and, and again, it's the, it's the same thing. And, and it's the, it's the steroid argument. It's the, it's the testosterone argument. There has to be a standard and, um, you know, you, you, it's one of those things like you cannot, that, that's why I like that there, there is the testosterone cap. Like you have yeah. to set a standard like that you have to. And, and this is where it is going to lie too. And, it, and it, again, this is where, again, it's going to be an uphill battle and it's going to be one for of the foreseeable future as transitions become more common. Um, there will come a time where there, there, a standard is set and it might not be the answer that some people want to hear, but I believe that eventually, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think we might get to a point where they might backtrack and get to a point where they say, if you were biologically born one gender or the other, that is the gender you can compete in as a professional when it comes to certain things. Now, if it's an unsanctioned or let's say it's an event that, you know, like doesn't test for testosterone levels, doesn't test for steroids, doesn't test for anything like that, then it might just be like, whatever. But when it comes to things like the yeah. Olympics, when it comes to like professional sports, I legitimately do think they will eventually have to come up with a standard. And it might not be one that a lot of that, that one side of the coin is not going to agree with. Um, but again, um, well, it'll be interesting to see exactly where she places in the Olympics because um, yeah. you know that's going to play a big factor into the level of complaining that people do or right. don't do. And if, and, and if she doesn't place within the top 10, then it's going to be a non-issue. So, exactly. yeah, I just wanted to bring yeah. that up because I thought it was something to to make note of. And like I said, that's this is going to be a top. I mean, I want to revisit the transgender I want I want to address that as a whole because, you know, and I I feel like we could probably get a guest on. I don't know of anybody right off the top. I'm sure you. Yeah, know. I'll uh, I'll see if I can and reach I'm, out and see if I can find an individual that is uh, transgender that's dealt with the sports thing and what they kind of had to go through and, and get their insight. Yeah. So, anyway, so. that's good. 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 Yeah, gentlemen. I think we've we've had a great conversation. Um, Sorry about my. And the, and, sorry about the technical stuff there, but uh, no, no, it's cool. I think in the coming uh, in the next week or so, I think we'll we're gonna get all a lot more information about the Richardson situation. There might be some updates come next week. Um, as of yeah. you know, the ending of this podcast, the Suns are officially up one game to none on uh -oh. the Milwaukee Bucks. So uh oh, that's pretty interesting. We've got we've got new teams in the finals, so it, it'll be it'll that's be good. something. That's but good. That's good gentlemen, thing. before we before we sign out, is there anything you guys would like to add? Keep on keep on keep thanks, on supporting sir. us. We appreciate it. Yeah. yeah well, and absolutely on on that note. Um, on that note, as we are 20 episodes in, you can always find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, uh, and YouTube. Anywhere you get your, your podcast needs, you can check us on there. Um, 
again, thank you all so much for staying active in the comments. Um, we'd love to see more of you guys and continue to let this podcast grow. We'll definitely do a share-a-thon here pretty soon just to get the word out to some more friends and family, and we uh, we can't wait. Once we, we will get a, a our, our guest on uh, one way or the other, and we will come at you with some great stuff, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. All right, we'll see you guys.